When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome into a very special episode of the Causeway Street Podcast as we're here to break down the NBA Finals. We're going to give you our Finals Preview Show, first installment of at least a few episodes that we'll we'll be doing throughout the entire NBA Finals, where we'll talk about uh, what the Warriors have to do to continue on their streak of back-to-back NBA Finals championships. And we're also going to talk about, uh, of course, because this is a Celtics podcast, what are the chances that Kevin Durant will be donning a Celtics uniform next season so that's a talk of the week that's a talk that everyone's been been discussing around the city of boston since uh the oklahoma city thunder were bounced out of the playoffs uh, a few days ago so that's what we're going to talk about and we're also going to be joined by our uh one of our writers zach peliquin he's going to be joining the show we'll play a little uh million and one questions because that time of the year fellas yes nba finals time so of course our guest has to uh, answer a million and one questions as quickly as possible. First thing that comes to their mind, have to answer honestly. Oh, we got some good ones too. And we got some, we got plenty of good <laughs> ones. And of course, because it's the NBA finals, we pick questions that pertain to the two teams involved. So we'll be getting mm-hmm. into that. But, uh, fellas, how are we doing, man? We are back here. We're getting ready for this NBA finals matchup that kicks off tonight. Can't the, wait. The two teams that I think everyone saw in the NBA finals right when the season tipped off back in, in, uh, November. And here we are, fellas. It's the uh, Cleveland Cavaliers. At Golden State, the series everybody wanted, the rematch of last year. Everyone's healthy this time around from no Cleveland Cavaliers. No this surprises year. this time around. Yep. What uh-huh. are we thinking, guys? How do how we feel going into this one? How do we feel about this matchup? Can we even decide who's going to win this right now? I mean, do I mean, I don't, I don't know if there was any. Do you no, guys have predictions? No surprises. I think we all had San Antonio coming out the West. Uh, speak for yourself. Uh, I mean, I can go back to the, the Causeway Street. San Antonio. I mean, uh, I, don't, I don't remember who I, I picked. It was it, whatever. I, but I mean, I think. I remember who I picked. I got. The Warriors versus the Cavs. I'm not. No one's surprised that the Warriors made it to the finals. Well, no. Right. So that that's what I mean. And, and, <laughs> from, and, from, from 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 no, but you're saying from me from November. That's yes. What, that's what, from November. Yes. I'm about to go back and check that. Actually, check the. I know. Dude, you had Clippers. <laughs> I had San Antonio. <laughs> I had San Antonio. Like that, <laughs> I had San Antonio going up against the Warriors in the Western Conference Finals. Yes. Oklahoma, Oklahoma guys, surprised guys, me. Guys, I don't think anyone gives one fuck about who no, we actually no. did pick. I'm not trying to say, you know, oh, I had it right. I'm just saying, I just, did, I thought it was obvious. Well, not I, from not from November, maybe from a few weeks ago. I mean, I think we no all surprises. Had OK, we had meaning, OKC losing, even though they, yeah. they had a great chance of meaning like surprise everyone. Curry, LeBron, like this is like what we're all been waiting for. This is like the rematch. This is it. I can't wait. I can't wait, dude. This is gonna be one of the, uh, this is gonna be one of the best finals. I think. Of all time. I'm calling it, dude. Right now. I, I think it's going to be one of the best matchups of all time because now Cleveland's fully healthy. 
Golden State looked like they were like losing a little bit, but then the past two games they came on and they were old school. Old school. <laughs> what we're used to seeing. I hear. No, I got what you, <laughs> you know mean. What I mean. The old school Warriors. The the real right. Warriors that we thought they were going to be. So, um, I can't. I can't wait, dude. I can't wait at all. And a lot of things are going to factor into the series on both ends. Uh, we'll break that all down. But first things first, guys. Let's bring in our guest of the uh, show. Uh, he's a writer of the Causeway Street blog. He, he's joined us when we had our live broadcast right outside the TD Garden right before, uh, game three of the, uh, of the, well, I feel so long ago, right? Yeah. It feels <laughs> like I was first like round series two months ago between the Hawks and the Celtics. I think um, I was 18 years old when that game happened. <laughs> he's also a co-host of, um, off the wagon, a great podcast, great sports podcast, man. His name is Zach Pelican, man. What's up, Zach? How are we doing, man? Doing well tonight, gentlemen. Thank you for, uh, having me on again. It's always a, a pleasure to talk basketball with some guys who know what they're talking about and, uh, talking Celtics, hopefully at some point. Cause Lord knows I don't want to be talking about the finals too long because if I have LeBron James come out of my mouth too many times, I tend to get sick and, and decide to just you know, shut it down. So it's <laughs> a very common we'll run through thing that as that quick as possible. That, that's yeah, it, it, it's a Boston thing. I, yes. I feel like, but Trust uh, me. I'm with you. It, it must be a Boston <laughs> thing. Except I can talk LeBron James all day because I just love shitting on LeBron James. So <laughs> yeah, well, if we're doing that, then I'm all in. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, let me ask you, man. What's uh, okay? Since you're gonna, you don't want, you don't want to talk talking LeBron a lot. Well, I guess he's gonna come out of your mouth regardless <laughs> with this question. But I, I just want to start things off with saying. Mouth. <laughs> what do the what do the Warriors have to do to uh to, to repeat here? Because obviously this isn't the same Cavalier team. I mean, yes, Kyrie Irving was in that game one matchup last year, but of course he sat out the entire series. Kevin Love is healthy this time around. He wasn't healthy last year, he wasn't a part of the series at all. So what do you think the Golden State Warriors need to do to repeat and and, and make sure that Kyrie Irving and, and Kevin Love aren't aren't a factor in the series? Well, that's going to be really tough. I think uh, Kyrie is playing a perfect position to take advantage of some of the frailties that you have on the Golden State defense. Um, Steph Curry isn't exactly someone who's going to shut him down and take away his shot. So I would anticipate that uh, Kyrie is going to probably be able to get a shot. He's probably going to be able to score in this series if he stays healthy, which, I mean, what was it, game one or two when he got knocked out with that knee injury last year? Caleb's going to be an interesting one for me, how he fits into this series. Uh, you know, that's the big, that's stretching the floor a little bit more. You got, you got Channing Fry, who's another guy who I think might actually have a huge role in this series on, from a Cleveland perspective. And, you know, I think Golden State, how they defend everything is going to be really the big thing for me. Draymond Green, can he get back to being an MVP caliber player like he was throughout the regular season? Or is he going to be the player that we've seen the last couple of rounds throughout the playoffs where he's been possibly the worst guy on the court for Golden State, to be totally honest. Um, but can he get back into the series? Can he be someone who slows down Kevin Love or LeBron, wherever they're putting him um, defensively and trying to you know, take advantage of that? So I think Green, from a, from a Warriors perspective, is going to be my biggest question mark going into the series. And then, you know, can they slow down uh, Kyrie Irving on the perimeter? Because as we all know, Cleveland loves to just spread it out, get everyone to the outside, and, and just bombs away from three-point range and just let LeBron run loose if they can get him in there. So I'll be anxious to see what happens on the perimeter. Can you know can Golden State uh, apply the pressure as they did for most of the regular season, get out on the, on the fast break, knock down those threes, or are we going to see Cleveland maybe grind a little bit and be able to um, you know kind of do what the um, Thunder did last round against the Warriors? Yeah, I mean, uh, I'm with you on that, dude, because Kyrie Irving... Kevin Love are the two biggest question marks on the Cavaliers, and because we don't know how they're going to perform in the finals against Golden State. I mean, they're they're 
number two and number three options on the Cavs, and they yep. haven't played the Warriors in the finals. Like the teams are basically the same, except you're going to be putting two All Stars on on the Cavaliers side. So uh, how how not only how will they perform, but how will the Warriors defend that? Now you're not worried about just stopping LeBron. You have to worry about stopping Kyrie Irving, and and Steph Curry has to play defense. I, that was something that you know I. I Steph Curry didn't play any defense in the last series. I mean, let's be honest. He didn't have to cover Westbrook. No. He didn't. He didn't have any defensive responsibilities. But Steph, uh, Steph, maybe they may throw him on J.R. Smith. But at times, he will have to defend Kyrie Irving, and and I think that'll be that'll be a very interesting defensive matchup to watch too. And one thing I want to I want to say is where a lot of people may be overlooking it is like how will c- the the Cavs stop the Warriors three point shooting? The Cavs have been a very deadly three-point shooting team this playoffs. And it's going to come down to the Warriors being able to stop them sh- shooting three-pointers as well. So uh, that's, that's a couple things you want to look at when you're trying to break down the series is, you know, it, the, the, number one, the number one thing for me in this series is how the teams will defend the three-point line. Because if you can defend the three-point line successfully, whether you, either you're Cavs or the Warriors, you're going to have a huge advantage in whatever game you do with that. Yeah, I think that's what makes them – a scary team. I mean, we've seen what Cavaliers have done throughout the entire playoffs in the Eastern Conference. And yeah, you know, for some matchups, you could say that, that, you know, they were just that much more superior to their opponent. But the way that they were shooting the three, I mean, they're a different team when that three ball is falling. I think that's a big, that plays a big role into the, in this series because if that three ball isn't falling, I think they might be in trouble. But then you could say the same thing about Golden State. Golden State, of course, a team that relies on the three ball, a big reason why they were able to win those last two games against Oklahoma City. But also, I think one of the biggest reasons why Oklahoma City was able to pull ahead with a 3-1 lead against the Warriors was, was not only because of their, their team defense, but also their bigs. I think their bigs in general of, of, of protecting the rim. Their quote-unquote bigs. Of rebounding. Right, their quote-unquote bigs, exactly. It's not Bogut. It's not Mozgov. They're not going to do anything this series. Man. Right. This isn't a series that has guys like Adams, Ibaka, or even cancer, you know, hard-nosed right. guys that are going to protect the rim and 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 block block shots of, of you know from Curry or or go out to the perimeter and drop threes like like Serge Ibaka did. I mean, yeah, we might see that from Kevin Love, but I don't know if he's going to be the type of guy who's going to protect the rim yeah. and defend and stop you know the Warriors' penetration when their when their offense really starts going. Well, we talk about the three ball being a big uh, big part of both of these both of these teams' offense. Um, with Cleveland this time around, you're adding, you're adding Kyrie, Kyrie Irving. You're adding Kevin Love. You're adding Channing Fry. It's not just J.R. Smith and it's not just Delavadova. No, it was pretty much just J.R. Smith. <laughs> no, I mean, <laughs> but he I had mean, a, he had a terrible, he had a terrible series, yeah, but yeah, yeah. But I mean, you, you can, you, there's other guys involved this time around. There's three guys that I just, that I just mentioned that weren't in, that weren't on this team a year ago. Yeah. And how the war is going to stop them. Yeah. Exactly. How the war is going to stop them. Uh, look for, as funny as this may sound, look for, you know, Andy Verjao to, to, I think, <laughs> think play some more minutes than it he made, he funny. made a difference. He made a difference in game seven and even those four minutes that he played. By the way, you hear Steve Kerr after the game being like, Anderson Verjao won us that game. He yeah. basically gave all the credit to Verjao for making those, making that, uh, I think, what did he get? A charge? He got a charge. He had a layup and he had a block, I believe. Well, Zach, let me ask you this then. Um, to to go to your boy LeBron James, I got to give you this this first LeBron James question. And it's a it's a big one too. Um, obviously, regardless of the outcome last year, easily one of the most dominant NBA Finals performances that we've ever seen. For me, I can say easily the the most dominant. 
finals performance we've ever seen. Is that something that you're going to, that the Cavs are going to have to get from LeBron? Maybe not the exact, not a, maybe not a duplicate performance, but is he going to have to step it up a notch here? Or is it up to the other guys to kind of step in and, and do what they've been doing this entire uh, playoff run thus far? Well, where did the finals go last year? Five games? Or it went six, six, six games, but I think the lowest the lowest point total he had was what thirty one. He had a forty point Who? game. He had a, LeBron James. Oh, he had yeah. a forty one point game. I mean, I think his his average was about thirty six points last. Yeah, it was like yeah, thirty six, thirty seven points. Not that I don't have it in front of me, but he was averaging nearly a, uh, a triple double. He nearly was like, a triple double. Thirty eight yeah. points a game, right. eleven rebounds, and eight assists. <laughs> well, right. Well, well, he did everything he could considering the team he had. <laughs> right, and they won two games behind that. So now that he has a, a healthy squad, a much better squad, in my opinion, he has a much better uh, uh, a better guys around him. You know, uh, Dutra mentioned Shannon Fry's had a great playoff run. Uh, Del Vadova, he hasn't been as effective as he was last year, but you got other guys that have been stepping up. So how important is, is it for LeBron James to, to come in into the series and, and go into, uh, you know, domination mode? All right. I don't know. I mean, it's it's tough to say because you're looking at a totally different team. <laughs> it really is that you're looking at two, three, four different players between Fry, Love, and Kyrie Irving, who are now huge parts of this Cleveland offense and defense, for that matter. Um, in in terms of what you had a year ago to what you're looking at now, um, you know, a guy like Della Vadova and, and his role, how much it's changed over the course of this last year. Now he's a guy who can strictly concentrate on going out there and defending. He can get three or four fouls now in the first half, and his team's not going to fold up because they're not going to have a point guard running the show anymore. Um, you know, they have a little bit more depth and they have more scoring firepower. So when you look at LeBron and what his role is going to be, Yes, he's going to be central to everything Cleveland does. There's no question about it. He's still, in many people's opinion, the best basketball player in the world. I, I will refuse to wor- use the word greatest, but he's the best basketball player in the world and probably the best athlete in the world at this time as well. But with that said, I think your supporting cast is 10 times more important to this Cleveland team than what you have currently with LeBron James and what he's going to have to do for this team to be successful. Um you know, if, if they're not hitting from the outside, he's going to face the same pressure that he had a year ago. You're going to be able to zone a little bit. You're going to be able to shade, you know, two and three guys wherever LeBron goes, and you're going to be able to defend him a heck of a lot more um, efficiently than you would if, you know, you don't have those shooters out there and you can't spread the floor. So, with that said, if Cleveland can do what it's done all playoffs long, have guys who can knock down the open shot and give him the opportunity to have an open lane to be able to go there when he needs to and take over when he needs to, then I think they should be in really good shape. And I think LeBron's going to have himself a heck of a series. I don't think the stat lines are going to be nearly as impressive as they were a year ago, but he's still going to have to you know, do his thing, get the ball on the perimeter, be a distributor, one of the better distributors that we've seen um, over the, you know, the history of the game, quite honestly, um, that doesn't play the quote-unquote point guard position, being more of a point forward. Um, so he's still going to be central to the team, no doubt about it. He's going to have to put in, you know, his his full days, his his full forty minutes, um, you know, every game. But I think it's going to be much, much more uh, dependent on how this series ends. Um, if Cleveland can pull this thing out, it's going to be the guys around him, no doubt about it. Did you, did, did you curse there or there with the little beep? <laughs> You're a landline man. <laughs> So this, well, you got a rotary phone over there. What's going on? Bring, bring. So this, this is my thing about LeBron. This is my thing about LeBron. In the playoffs so far, he has been the most passive yeah, player that we've seen. That the pa- most passive LeBron I've ever seen. Yeah. He's been giving up 
He's been giving up um giving up the ball in, in basically every situation. Like they're even laying off him a little bit and he would look to pass the ball. He can't do that in the final. No, he won't. I think that's what he this is what he was waiting for. Yeah. Like if if, if How do you know he won't though? No, but if Kevin Love was he out, he might be saving it. If Kevin He's been if, saving Kev, it. if Kevin Love was out and 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 Kyrie was out, then he has to do everything. No, like no, but I think what, I think what Dusha's saying that he even with those guys there last last playoff, he wasn't like that. He wasn't. He was taking he was shooting. And this in my playoffs, opinion, I think he's sort of pacing himself here. I think he yeah, knows that this himself. is the finals that he needs to go and, and let it all out no. now. But at the he, same time, I don't know if he can because now was, you, you're gonna have you're essentially changing the team's game. But right? there was no team that was gonna challenge him, not even last year and this year. Honestly. Well, last year like, he got he got some some resistance. Better, more resistance from the teams that he faced than he did this year. Yeah. He nearly won his way straight. He nearly won twelve straight and, and went to the NBA finals. Who gave him who gave him resistance last year? They, he lost two games as well. Okay, so it's been this. Did, was was about that the Pacers year? No, no. Last year, last year the last Bulls, year they, last the Bulls year was, won. Oh, the Bulls gave him a little trouble. The Bulls, yeah. He only lost two games. The Hawks the Bulls. gave him zero trouble. Exactly. Two years in a row. Fucking Hawks suck, dude. <laughs> Fuck. How did but, we lose that? But we digress. No. But okay. Yeah. My, no. My I know is, what you mean. Yeah. All, it's all the same. It's the same win total. But he can afford to this year to do that. I guess. But right. What, but I feel like this, this in no, this he run. Can't. He the, can't. In this run. No. Not in the finals. I'm talking about going to through the playoffs. Through the playoffs. I mean, still though. Still. Last year we had Kyrie in the playoffs basically the entire time. But that was the first time together though. Until the, until the finals though. No, but I'm saying that that was the first time all, that team was together. All I know is that LeBron James can't be passive, and I think that he will be passive because that's the type of player he's trying to turn into. No. I I don't I. So then, so then you're you're saying this is going to be the best finals ever? Then he, that's not going to happen if it's going to be the best finals ever. I don't know. I think LeBron James is going to have a couple of games where he he, he wants to, he's going to flirt with a triple double, blah, blah, you know all that. But I don't know. I I have I have this weird feeling about LeBron James in this series, man. Like he's 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 got so much pressure on him right now. I don't he, think he does. I yes, think this is he the first does. Time he can't. Whether he, he can't. This is this is the first. The, uh, uh, this is the first time he's had pressure on him to win a championship. Like it's win or bust. Since he won the last championship in Miami, this is his third straight finals appearance since he won a championship. Six in a row. Okay. You can't go two for six okay. so in a rec- row so what's his, if what's, you're not the Buffalo his, Bills. What's his record in the finals? He's two and five. So then what's the difference between being two and five and two and six? That sucks. He has nothing to lose. Yes, he does. <laughs> no, he doesn't. He has and it's not two. It's, he, he's two and so right now he's two and four. Yeah, so he'd be two and five. He'd be two and five. What's the big difference between two and four and two and five? Because fifty percent, fifty percent, is a lot better than being under fifty percent. So if you go to the finals and you keep going to the finals and going to the finals and going to the finals, you're like, I'm here every year, motherfucker, yeah. And then you, but you, but you always get knocked out in the last round. Like that's not good. You can't call yourself the best basketball player of all time if he wants to be called that. He 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 can't be called the best basketball player of all time and then. Just lose in the finals every year, even though you make it. It doesn't matter. Like, okay, you know what? Let's just say. Let's just say this. Let's just say. But I, 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 I hear what you're saying. I hear what you're saying. Well, let, let me let me put it this way. It's different than a normal. It's different than a, than a regular All Star type player, right? It's different than Dwight Howard making it, making it a, a couple, a couple. You know, making it five times in a row and losing and only winning one. You'd be like, God, oh, well, you know what? It's Dwight Howard, like. He's a good player. He's an all-star. He's not trying to be the best player of all time. LeBron's trying to be the best player of all time, so the standards are higher for him. If he goes two 
for six championships in a row? I'm sorry, that's a failure. That's an epic failure, and that he should be looked upon as as a barely a top ten player of all time if that happens. But that's why that's why I don't think the pressure's on him because if he if he wins three and four, it looks a lot better than than two and five. Correct. If he wins, he will be three and four. Correct. Which looks a lot better because I give him a pass for that two thousand and and uh two thousand and five finals run. Two thousand seven. Two thousand seven finals run that he made. Because he was a young pup, dude. Well, he, not only he had that, nobody on the team, team. His team was terrible. He was basically doing it by himself. That was probably and, the worst team to ever make the finals. You know what? Okay, I get it. I'm not even going to count that. I'm talking about your six straight finals that you're making in your prime with the teammates that you have chosen yourself. No other star, no other top. Jordan didn't get to pick his teammates. Even though they tried to build a team around him, Jordan didn't get to pick his teammates. No, I get it. I get uh, it. Uh, Bill Russell didn't get to pick his teammates. Yeah, you're right, but I get this. But this Magic Johnson, Larry Bird, they didn't pick their teammates. LeBron yeah. picked his teammates but to in say, this, but in this, this is who I want on my team. This is who I want to win the championship. Okay. All he can do is get to the finals in a weak Eastern Conference, and he can't win it. You can't call him the best player of all, all time. Well, I mean, I don't think we're saying that, but in this finals. People are. In this finals. People are, but in this finals. I think the pressure is more on Golden State because they won 73 games. And if they don't win the championship, what does that mean? It's a lot of interesting pressures coming from legacy. That's, a, that's, yeah. why, that's why I like this that's final. Why this, that's why this final is going to be. It's a legacy final. It's going to be, you know, a statement from either side, which, which, you know, regardless of which, which, uh, which team wins. Zach, if the Cavs were to lose this series, what does it say about LeBron's legacy? Um, you know, he's still only 31, 32, and the way things are looking, if he stays in Cleveland, he's probably going to go to two or three more finals. Mm. Uh, unfortunately, the East is that week right now. Um, so I don't, I think winning does more than losing for him right now. Uh, he wins this finals. He wins the first championship in Cleveland sports, uh, in the last, what, 50 something, 60 something years. And I think that would actually be a much bigger statement than him going down to what may be, I mean, and I hate saying, again, another statement that I hate coming out of my mouth for current day NBA, but may be the greatest team, a single season team that we've ever seen, the Golden State Warriors, obviously with their great 73 win run that they had this year. Um, so for him to lose to that team, it's hard for me to, to hold that against him. I would get, I would say, you know what? Came up against a better team, lost there. Last year, came up against injuries. And like Sean was saying, back in 2007, he was still a kid. You know, he was still learning the, yeah, everything. I would hold against him more so the losses in Miami than anything else. With that team, there was no reason for that for them to lose the, the Dallas Mavericks. Who? What? Yeah. No. Um, Derek. You know, so far. Yeah. I love me some Dirk. I'm, I'm not going to lie. Jason, Jason Terry, that, too. Everybody forgets about Jason Terry in that series. He had LeBron a lock in that but series. That hey, series, Tyson Chandler. Oh, yeah. Don't forget about the defense. That was a good Dallas Mavericks team, but just a good Dallas Mavericks team. Not a great – they somehow beat the best – No. The, the, big, the new big three, they beat them. That, that was exactly. Awesome. Exactly. Well, and I, to go back to LeBron real quick, um, the one thing that I've always felt with his game – is when he's shooting and volume shooting from the outside or even in the mid-range, you're taking away from some of his best skills. You know, his best skills, in my opinion, are his ability to distribute Attack. and not necessarily oh, be yeah. a scorer. And Really? You, I, I, yeah. I think he needs to score to be effective, for, for me. 
Yeah, I, I disagree. I think when he has scores around him and when he's able to get the ball to those scores because he attracts so much attention on the defensive end or the opposing defensive end that he's able to get two and three and four players on the court at any time and open look. Exactly. And if they're knocking down those shots, that when right. you, that's when you see the Miami teams, you know, when you saw guys like James Jones going for 15 a night, when you saw guys like um, Udonis Haslam, you know, going for 15, 20 a night and being able to do his thing. I think that's when you see him really start to roll. LeBron James isn't a great shooter. I mean, let's, let's not kid ourselves. We're not talking about a Steph Curry type shooter here. We're talking about a guy who's an average shooter, maybe a little above average shooter. And he's a street guy. If he gets hot, he can go for 50, but you know, there's other nights where you're going to see him go out there and, you know, take his 10 or 15, you know, field goals. And that's going to be the night for him. But you know what? I would love to see the numbers on when LeBron James shoots under 20 shots in a game and when he shoots over 20 shots in a game and what the win-loss record looks like for on either side of that uh, that fence right there. Yeah, so. would, that yeah, would be interesting to see, but I don't know, man. I it feel like same, It was the same reason. I feel, what he, I feel what Zach was saying. It's the same reason why those Celtics teams were able to beat LeBron. Shut down everybody else. Let LeBron go off for 50 points if he wants to, but if everybody else is not scoring, he can't win by himself. Yeah, but, I mean, that's, that's exactly. the thing. The thing is, for me, though, is like, Okay, do I want James Jones wide open or do I want LeBron James covered with the ball in my hand? I mean, with the ball in his hand. I'm going to give it to LeBron all the time. Like, I, you can have mediocre players that, you know, the, yeah, LeBron will open up space for, but then you're relying on, on Iman Shumpert and Deladova and J.R. Smith to be knocking down shots consistently when we know those players are nothing but streaky players. But those are, that's two differences of what, what Zach is saying, what you're saying. You're saying if LeBron is off. No, I'm not saying saying, if LeBron is off. I'm saying if LeBron is is distributing the ball and he's being more of a distributor than the score, right? If he's doing both. If he's doing both. No, but Zach is saying he's he's better being a distributor than being just a scorer. I'm saying I would rather have LeBron be a scorer because I don't want to rely on bench players that somehow are open because LeBron's on the floor. To be knocking down shots. It's not, I'm it's sorry. Not, it's not necessarily bench well, players. It's more, it's yeah, more, like, like, it's more like Kyrie Irving and, or, and Kevin, Kevin Love. Still out there. Yeah. <laughs> right, but Kyrie Irving and Kevin Love, they're not going to. Or J.R. Smith. Any of those guys can get hot, yeah, and LeBron man. doesn't necessarily have to be the number one scorer. I don't know. I think I don't think I don't think the Cavs have a have a chance in hell against the Warriors if LeBron doesn't come in and be triple double LeBron. Like LeBron has to be like thirty points a night, you know, close to. Five, six, seven, whatever assists, ten rebounds. He's got to be doing everything, and he's going to be hyperactive. He can't be passive, which he's been passive in the playoffs. And if that continues, they have no chance of beating the Warriors. All right, we'll switch gears for a second, but we'll get back with our uh, our, our predictions going to the series. We'll end off the show with that. But uh, let's switch gears a bit. Let's let's take it to the uh, to the the hometown team, which everyone's getting hyped about. I don't understand. I mean, I guess I should have seen this coming, but. You know, just because Oklahoma City, just because Oklahoma Oklahoma City Thunder got bounced in the playoffs, don't understand, man. We've been talking about this for the past like eight weeks. Yeah, but why is it like, like why is it turned up to like a hundred right now? It's funny because turn up. It's funny because it's like we kind of broke it, but we we didn't really like we 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 brought this like this. Interest free agent of the week? No, no, it wasn't even that. It was before that. Uh, This was was like 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 beginning of March. (laughs) It must have been it. No one thought about Kevin Durant coming to Boston until Dutra did his. uh, This this was the beginning of March. We were like, hypothetically, you know what I mean? If we were to, if Celtics were to look at someone like Kevin Durant, no one was really talking about Kevin Durant until like these these memes and these pictures were flowing around of him in the Celtics jersey. Like, oh, why can't Danny go out and pitch for someone? Why not? The reason I say that is because just because. 
he got bounced out of the playoffs. You know, this is this is something that we should be hearing when the Celtics are in position to get him. Thank you. When yes. they when they like, have like another it. piece, when like they have that. another All Star on the yes. team, then you can start thinking about that because well, this is a deep run. I can understand that they got bounced out of the first round. Maybe even the second round, yeah, but he was like one game away from the yeah. NBA Finals. Yeah, but still, yeah. Like, let's, and let's and pump the brakes one. And up, and up three to one. Yeah, and still, there's team collapse. And I mean, you, you and if you're if you're Kevin Durant, you need to look at that team and say, how can we make this better? There's literally no way you can make it better right now because your cap space is all jammed up. Russell Westbrook is leaving to go to the Lakers in 2017. But we're talking about next year. We're not talking about this year. Like we're talking about. The beginning of the 2016-2017 season. You think? Anyways, you they think can, they can go? They can go for at it for one more try, one more, one more run. He can sign a one year or two year with a player option. Yeah, I know. And try it again. That's the way. And, to, I mean, and they can bring in like Nicholas Batum and let Waiters walk. Well, Waiters is Waiters. Zach, what are the chances that the Celtics? Well, where, where do you percentage wise? I don't know if we should ask. What, what do you think? <laughs> what do you think the Celtics' chances are of, of landing Kevin Durant? And what do you think it would take? I don't feel like we should ask him this question, but go ahead. <laughs> um, realistically, it's a very exciting and, and take it for what it's worth. I think it's a very exciting zero percent. Um, <laughs> Damn it! <laughs> I think he was gonna say like ten or like you know like eleven percent. He was Whoa. like eh, zero, <laughs> two, five percent would have been a little more exciting than an exciting zero percent. Hey, you uh, know what else was zero percent? LeBron driving to the game in his Kia, but we have seen those commercials. He doesn't. <laughs> We've seen no it. chance. We've seen so Blake, what if what if Blake the Celtics were to were to reel in a, a a star, an all star, somebody that he he may want to someone that. That could be on this mysterious wish list of his yeah. that people are talking about, of, of guys that he wants to play alongside. Yeah, I mean, I think we have a pretty good idea of who that group is. I mean, it seems, for some un- some ridiculous reason that I can't seem to figure out, Al Horford seems to be a guy that he wants to play basketball with. Um, not sure what part of his game it's is exciting him that much. <laughs> I don't understand it it's at like all. He, but he plays he with Serge Ibaka, who's just a better Al Horford. Like I don't get that. A, a much better Al Horford. Yes. I mean, I think Horford might be a smarter player, but I don't think defensively he's what Ibaka is. I don't think athletically he's what Ibaka is. Maybe he's willing to defer a little bit more or willing to listen. Maybe they're friends somewhere along the line. I really don't even know. Maybe it's and all that Florida tape that he watched back in college or something. I don't know. Maybe he was just like a Gators guy after uh, Texas got bounced. Yeah, <laughs> he rooted for the Gators to take it all, to take it all. It could be, um, and then Jimmy Butler, which does make a little bit of sense to me. You got like a guy him. who's willing to play defense, uh, can score when needed, and I think he's a pretty good uh, player when it comes to deferring to someone, as we we've seen when Derrick Rose has come into the picture or anything like that. Um, so you know who the players are for for the most part, and I think even with the the zero percent that I have on Kevin Durant. I still think Boston's going to get better just by looking at this situation and saying, you know what, we need to get these players to convince him that we're serious and that we're a place that he should land. And if Danny wants to get him here, he has to make these moves, and he probably has to make these moves sooner rather than later. And for me, I think if he does, he goes out there and does that. I still think Kevin Durant goes back to Oklahoma City and gives it one more kick at the can. He can sign that one-year deal with the player option, and I think that's probably going to be the way that he goes. And... A year from now, what's to say Boston doesn't change you know, things around, grab a couple of players that he wants to play with, make a little bit more of a run in the playoffs, make some noise, maybe gets to an Eastern Conference Finals, maybe challenges Cleveland a little bit. Then he looks at this and says, you know what? 
I don't have to sit here in the Western Conference and beat my head against the wall every single year. I don't have to face the Spurs. I don't have to face, you know, the Warriors. Even even Portland. Yeah, yeah the Warriors, right. Portland, even Portland look great. This, uh, Portland look great. Season. Yeah, that's true. But yeah, I mean, maybe take a shortcut, go to the Eastern Conference, and you're instantly into the the conference finals mm. every year. Plus, I mean, too, it seems to, like a little easier. To piggyback on that, too, with just the money just makes sense mm-hmm. for him to do that. I mean, even if he does right. want to end up leaving Oklahoma City, it makes much more sense for him to sign the one-year deal, opt out because the salary cap will be going up, and then he'll have that 10-year uh, veteran uh, status where he can make more money. Not only, I mean, the numbers that he can make with Oklahoma City if he resigns there are just ridiculous. It's like 220 If he opts in, opts out, Resigns with Oklahoma City. It's like two hundred twenty million on a six-year deal, which is absolutely crazy. But then if he because does, it's a five-year, but yeah, it's around. No, six-year. If he gets ten, he can go six-year. If he goes, if he goes ten years, then he and if he goes to another team, he can go five years. Right now, it's either four with another team yeah. or five with Oklahoma City. Yeah. So he's gonna be leaving money on the table to leave Oklahoma City, but he'll be gaining more money if he signs that one-year deal, then opts out, and then if he wants to explore the East, explore the East, but. Zach is 100% correct. The Celtics need to make the moves this year. Even if they don't lure Kevin Durant this year, they need to get those guys under contract, show that they can be a force in the East, and then say, okay, Kevin, what's up? Come to the East. We got this whole thing laid out. We made it to the Eastern Conference Finals last year. We need you to get over the top. You know, Zach, how expensive is Jimmy Butler? What are you willing, if you're Danny Ainge, what are you willing to give up for Jimmy Butler draft night? Well, the rumors that I've heard is that it would probably take two of those Nets picks and then maybe a Jay Crowder plus a Marcus Smart or something along those lines, which is going to be a ton, to be totally honest. I think though you're giving up probably two starter quality players on this team, You know, maybe not stars, but definitely high-end role players um, and considered high-end role players uh, in, in the entire league. And you're going to lose third overall pick this year and probably another shot at the number one next year or the year after. So it's going to be a ton to give up, but realistically, where else is that type of player coming from? And I, and I don't think it's coming in the third overall pick in the draft. I don't think they have the clout to be able to get that person in free agency. So we're stuck having to basically weigh the pros and cons of either staying pat and definitely not getting any closer to getting a guy like Durant or making a deal for someone like Butler and maybe, you know, looking back on it a few years from now as if some people, and if you want to hear how great my Celtics friends, when I, when I talk basketball to them, going back and looking at the Kevin Garnett deal and people saying, well, you could have Al Hort or um, Al Al, Jefferson. Jefferson, Yeah. Yeah. yeah, People, people trying to swing it like, Oh, if you held on to him, you would have been a championship team with them. Yeah. Jeff Green and Al Jefferson was the future of the fucking Celtics at that point. (laughs) They're heading straight to Springfield. That, yeah. that's what All the famous. If they just kept Delonte and kept Al Jefferson, <laughs> they would have been different. Wally Zerbiak. Well, and, and Take away is, a pick, and, and I'm sold. I will do well, that. No, this, this, is, this is, I think, what I would do. Would you do that? Because I think I'm having a hard time I, I believe Crowder, in 2019 it's a pick swap. It's 2019. What, you talking about the Nets? The Nets. It's 2017, actually. 17 is a swap. It's a swap. 17 is a swap. You swap your own pick. 18, 18 is, is a Celtics pick. Okay, Celtics. I don't want to give up 2017 at all. No, no. Be- you're going to give away. That draft is loaded. That is loaded, yeah. and, the, and the Nets are going to have uh, a very – and we're going to swap our picks. I'm not touching 2017. The pick swap I'm keeping. 
But 2018, I think we just take the Nets pick. By that time, they could have a plenty of time to build up with whatever they are going to do. Yeah, I think you if Plus you, you if you do 16 and 18, and you keep the swap, and then you say, yeah, you, we're going to get Jimmy Butler, we're going to have Isaiah Thomas, we're going to be a, a real Eastern Conference threat. Plus, we still have the Nets pick next year, and you still have cap space next year to and, sign somebody and, else. And and I think that's the best of best scenarios. Let's try to hold on to Jay Crowder. Though. I'm with you. I'm with you on that as well. But you, they can't. The Celtics can't, or any team can't. They cannot trade back to back, back to back picks. So it, it would have to be so nineteen. Be, no, 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 no. It would have to be 18. eighteen. Excuse me. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah that, that works out yeah, for the Celtics. That works out. No, that's what I'm yeah. saying. Yeah, that works out. Because I don't want to give up the 2017 pick swap. Because I think I literally think the Nets will have a tr- hard time winning ten games next year. If I'm Ainge, <laughs> I'm I'm doing it. Sixteen Crowder, Marcus Smart. I'm sorry. I hate to see you guys go, but I'm doing it. But that's, that's where I draw the line. Now, if, if they're, yeah, if they're asking for tough. Bradley and Crowder, see, here's what, that's where I, I might have to draw the line. Here's where I would draw the line is I would say if you want one major player on our, on our lineup, whether you can, you, you can get the pick from, you can get the pick from, uh, Crowder, Bradley, and Smart. You tell me who you want. We'll give you them and we'll give you the two Brooklyn picks. Now these aren't just two regular picks. These are two Brooklyn picks. Brooklyn sucks. You already know one's a third pick. The other one's probably going to be better. <laughs> take, match up somebody for money. You take whoever you want out of those three. We're not giving you two. Th- just You have full range of saying you want Crowder, Bradley, or Smart. You pick whoever you want. And then give them the two picks. And that should be plenty to get Jake, uh, uh, Jimmy Butler. See, I just feel like now it's so much better than trying to make this deal back at the, at the trade deadline, which made perfect sense. Like, you don't. You don't want to give up. Let's say they want a Crowder and they want like a, you know, outrageous deal. Now I think they're willing to take less because they know what pick they got. Okay, you guys have the third pick. Could be Buddy Heald. It could be Chris Dunn. You know, maybe they want to look at a point guard that could you know come in and and fill in for for Rose because whenever whenever he's ready to call it quits, you got that backup. <laughs> you have that point guard ready to go. Or maybe they want a shooter. Maybe they want to put Buddy Heald to two. You know, you have a lot of different options now because you know, okay, this is the third pick. This isn't the fourth or fifth pick. That's not a horrible pick. Yeah, okay, you missed out on one of the two, the one of the top two studs, but that's not a terrible place to start. Pau Gasol, what's what's he gonna do? In my opinion, he's gonna go to a championship contender. He's out. Joe Kim Noah's already told his teammates, "I'm out." Yeah. So you're already gonna rebuild here on the fly, and apparently, you know, from the reports that coming out of Chicago. Jimmy Butler and, and Coach Hoiberg, they're not, they're not getting along. They, they don't, it just, it's not working. This was a great way to start. You get Jay Crowder in, at the three. You have your, uh, you have your guard in the backcourt and Marcus Smart, someone who's a defensive guru, I guess. I don't know, on his way to becoming one of the top notch, you know, defensive guys. Lonzo stops flopping. Yeah. Yeah. Lonzo <laughs> stops flopping. The offense, you still got plenty to work on, but at least you still, you have a, a guy who can defend the backcourt. You have a guy who can defend and score for you at the wing. And these are two guys that could start for you. And you have the pick that that's, could be Buddy Heald or Chris Dunn or whichever way you want to go with that. That is a great starting point if you're trying if you're trying to um, uh, rebuild here on the fly. And you have the cast space now that you got rid of Jimmy Butler. You have plenty of cast space to go out and try to get a, a superstar in the making. That's not a terrible place to start if you're the Bulls. Now the offer that the Celtics have on the table looks a hell of a lot better than it did back in February before the deadline. I don't know, man. I'm having a hard time with the Crowder, man. I know, man. You know why? Because Crowder, because Crowder still has. But I like lot. this kid, man. Crowder's I think Jimmy getting... Butler would be great here, man. He's a, he's just a hard worker. He gets it done on both ends of the floor. I'm not saying Crowder doesn't do that, but put it but, this way. But Crowder has room to grow. I feel like Jimmy 
It might be closer to his okay, ceiling. Okay, so where's, where's Crowder's ceiling, though? I feel like Jimmy Butler is Crowder's ceiling. Okay. Best case scenario, he's he's okay. he's Jimmy Butler. But then but then but then he's cheaper because he's gonna get better within the next two you know, one one to two years. I don't think that Jay Crowder's ever gonna develop the 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 skill the, that the scoring that, or the, the the creating your own shot. You okay. know what I mean? Like Butler can come off the dribble and create his own shot where we've seen Crowder struggle doing that all, all year. He's a spot up shooter and he's damn good at it. But he's not gonna be able to take the ball into his hands and create his own shot in a, in an isolation situation, which Jimmy Butler can do. And if you have, if you need to say, Jimmy Butler, here's the ball, score. He can do that for you. I don't, and I don't think that Crowder will ever develop into a player of that caliber. Then you, you know, then you, you're hurting, your, you're hurting your, your team a little bit on the defensive end. I think. Well, I, I, you know, and, and I understand what you're saying because obviously, Jay Crowder is one of the best defenders in the league, but, it's not like you're getting a, a a dud defensively. You know what I mean? Jimmy Butler is one of the best two-way players in the league yep. where he can hold his own on the defensive end. He's not as good a defender as Crowder is, I will give you that. Yeah, it weakens the, well, it weakens the, the second start, team. It weakens the starting lineup a little bit. Yeah, but no, Butler's, Butler's, made, a, Butler's a good defender. He made the all-defensive second team. Yeah. It, weakens, it weakens the starting lineup a little bit because if you're going to start him at the two, then Bradley's coming off the bench. Mm. I think you could start Jimmy Butler at the three. All right, yeah. you start him at the three then. Yeah, I mean, if you're trading Crowder, you just slide him right into that three roll because the way that the way that the Celtics defend, anyways, Bradley's usually guarding the point guard. In my or, opinion, or, or the main ball handler. In my opinion, you you do the best you can to trade for Butler. You try to grab Al Horford in the free agency. You go knock on Kevin Durant's door. Horford, this is this is my piece. Check it out. On, I don't want him. Why not? I don't see why we need to get Al Horford. You don't think Jimmy Butler and Al Horford would improve the team? No, Zach. I, if Zach, you lose, if you lose, uh, I want Crowder. Hassan Whiteside. Zach had a great piece oh, a few you weeks still ago. On Whiteside? Yeah, I'd rather have Paul Gasol over Al Horford. Zach had a great piece a few weeks ago on on like these little like small deals that Ainge can make that he usually does that brings in like these players that no one's really talking about that turn into something big. Right. Like, like Jay Crowder. Like Jay Crowder. Like like Tyler Zeller when he just first came in. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Zach, tell them about your piece. I don't think Sean read it. <laughs> I don't want Al Horford. That's all I'm saying. No, no Al Horford wasn't included. I in didn't this think piece. so. I read it. <laughs> I didn't think yeah, so. Yeah, no, Whiteside is the guy. I, I totally agree. He's the guy that I'd love to see, even if he. Damn uh, you, Zach! Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's what I'm talking about. Yo, Zach, I've been I thought we were boys, man. These dudes I thought we were on the same page here. Look, I don't have a podcast about Hassan Whiteside. I don't have a problem with Whiteside, but he you want to throw too him? Much. You want to throw him like twenty-two, twenty-five million dollars a year? He costs too much. Worth that. In the league that Bismack Biombo is going to make about fifteen million dollars per year. Oh, that's funny. Hassan Didn't I mention Whiteside. His name? Uh, <laughs> Hassan Whiteside that, is that's well. That's a great alternative. No, I don't want Bismack. No, no. Someone's gonna waste fifteen million dollars a year on Bismack Biombo. How's that wasting? He's a chump, dude. How is he a chump? Oh Would my you god! See what he, he did. He has one good playoff series, and you're you're trying to. You're trying to blow your load all and over Hassan, him, dude. Hassan, That's what all these teams want to do. Hassan They're trying to blow one, their load because of that series. Hassan had one somewhat decent year, and you're trying to blow your load all, all over him. Hassan Whiteside has had from the two. And he's 27. Gonna Hassan be Whiteside last year was one of the most, uh, one of one of the most the biggest surprise in the NBA last year. And, and this it, year, he I came am- out and proved it was not a. A flash in the pan. He is a legit in the playoffs? center. In the playoffs? In the, he playoffs. was injured in the playoffs. Before that. You Before he got such injured. a hater. Zach, Before tell him tell him why tell him why Whiteside's worth the money. No, first of all, Zach, what do you how much you think he's worth? How, how, let's start there. Yeah, he's a max guy. And oh I, my do, god. Do, do I think he's, well, do I think he's worth it or 
do I think he's going to get paid max? I think he's going to get paid max. I think someone's going to pay him that. But well, it's got to be I Miami. Yeah, well, Miami has to figure out what they're doing with Chris Bosh. I think that's going to be their biggest concern. Yeah, Miami's, this Miami's uh, already in a tough spot. And Dwayne Wade's going to want to get paid, man. Yeah, Dwayne Wade's yep, exactly. they're in a tough spot. And they're kicking themselves over uh, trading and re-signing Goran Dragic to a max deal. Right now, Goran Dragic, yep. I think, is making around $18 million a year to be basically a facilitator on that team. He is not the Phoenix Suns Goran Dragic anymore. Nope. I think South Beach has gotten to him. Mm-hmm. All right, guys, let's do this. Let's play a, a million and one questions. Zach, I don't know if you're ready for this, man. We didn't even tell you this was going on. You, did you hear the beginning intro? Do you, you know what you're getting yourself into right now? No, this is, this is, this is like the best way to do this. Like, wh- 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 whoever guests we're talking to, bam, it just. The most honest the answers most come honest out. Answers, okay. Are right, you ready? <laughs> Sounds good. All right. So we're doing oh, a million and one questions. We do this every single year when it's NBA Finals time. We asked a uh, list of questions that pertain to the two teams that are playing in the NBA Finals, and we asked that our contestant this time around. It's you. As if he's going to, like, win something here. <laughs> Zach answers 100% honest with, with 100% honesty and uh, as quickly as possible. All right, you ready? Ready. Okay. For half a million dollars, would you take a kick in the nuts from Draymond Green? <laughs> <laughs> yes, I would. Oh, now mind you, that's, that's a big dude. It's more like his like his shin that's than like his a, foot. You know that, right? That's like a size <laughs> sixteen shoe in the nuts, bro. And the taint and all over the place. Probably, probably a little Half bit of your butt And make sure you have a kid before. <laughs> so you can have a kid to enjoy the half a mil. Exactly. I'll go to the, I'll stop the sperm bank. Make sure yeah, I'm, uh, exactly. Put, <laughs> put some on. Put some on ice. I think you answered this earlier. But I'm going to ask you anyways. Who's the best player in the league? LeBron James or Steph Curry? Uh, the best player is LeBron James. There you go. As much oh. as Good answer. Oh, uh, here we go. Joel's been the, he's in LeBron mode now because the no, NBA Finals. No, 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 this no. is when Joel pulls out his LeBron jersey no, and freaking no, goes nuts. No, no, no. no, no. Joel, clean that up. No, no. If you were stranded in one city, where would you rather be stuck? In Cleveland or Oakland? For 24 hours. Oh, yeah, 24 hours. For 24 hours, Cleveland. And, and you're homeless. And you're homeless. <laughs> <laughs> it, maybe Oakland. It's a little warmer there. Like you're not you're not staying you're not in the you're not in the airport. You're stranded. Like in the, <laughs> in the middle of nowhere. Oh god. What's I'm with all the details here? Do you want to say Oakland? Is that what you're trying to say? No, I just no because like you could be like stranded at like Starbucks and be like, I don't care where I am, I'm in fucking Starbucks. But no, no, you're yeah, but homeless. Eventually gonna kick your ass you're homeless. Actually, oh, I'll, I'll go Oakland because if you can get across the Golden Gate Bridge and you can get to San Francisco in that one day, you you should be all right. Yep. Cleveland, you ain't going nowhere. You're stuck. Yeah, okay. San Francisco. Who would win in a fight, Anderson Anderson Verja or Tristan Thompson? Uh, yeah, it's a tough one, right? Tristan, Tom- Tristan Thompson, no doubt. Mm. I don't know, I man. I think you're underestimating that Brazilian. Brazilian jiu-jitsu, dude. <laughs> Anderson might know some shit that we've never seen before. I don't, mess, I don't, with, I don't mess with Brazilians, man, especially when they're angry. Nope. <laughs> the Zika virus. Who's hotter, Curry's mom or Curry's wife? Oh, my God. Again with this question? <laughs> it's a great question. Sway's because obsessed, the, by the way. Because the answer is let, not obvious. No, no, let, me, let me preface this with Sway's obsessed. Sway's obsessed. I'll, uh, I'll tell you the answer. Yeah, who yeah, he obsessed Let me answer first. Don't, 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 yeah, don't. Curry's wife. No. Oh. <laughs> oh. I was hoping Joel wouldn't say the uh, my, my answer because I don't want him to uh, 
manipulate your answer. But I think it should I'm be going with the mom answers. all day, man. The mom. Oh, she is a type. Mrs. Dell knows what's going Can on. Can you imagine man. her in her prime and she's a. No. <laughs> I feel dirty every time we talk about these two women, man. What? She's the one. We make it sound like she's like 90 years old, <laughs> no, man. No, no, no. Her and Del and, Curry, and, well and, done. And, the, and the mother and the wife too, man. And you know, you saw oh, you, you saw that. Yeah. Why is saw, it? It's because they're Christians. Yeah. You saw that video <laughs> where where uh, Steph Curry's uh, former Davidson teammate grabs her butt in the in the stands? No, I didn't. Oh, I saw when she was sitting on someone's lap, though. That was, nope. So I about to uh, YouTube that right now. Yep. Dell was very happy about that. <laughs> How many times will we see Riley Curry at the post game conference throughout this entire series? Uh, once after every game, probably once before every game. Mm, too many. Called four. We'll say fourteen. <laughs> I, love, I love how we know how we know Riley's name, but we don't know his youngest his youngest child, his youngest daughter. Well, I think she was born like three months ago, wasn't she? Well, he's. I always see. I always see. You know, him carrying her as well. But that'd no one be knows mad funny if he just goes to the podium with a crying, friggin' like four month old baby. It's like, I'm trying to answer these questions, but uh, <laughs> this thing won't shut up. Yes or no, have you ever had a Cleveland steamer? <laughs> <laughs> you gotta answer honestly here. Come on, Zach. Received or given? <laughs> <laughs> Great answer. Does Great it matter? Be specified. Winner, winner, chicken dinner. It matters. This answer matters. <laughs> Which one it is? <laughs> Either no, I, one. I can safely say no. Uh, <laughs> He's like, give it or receive. <laughs> Gotta be more specific. Oh, with man. the steamer here. Uh, How funny would it be if he said yes? That would be fucking awesome. Uh, that, was, that was great. <laughs> All right, E40 or Kick Cuddy? How do you how do you not end with the Cleveland Steamer question? I know, I know. I just had to say <laughs> <laughs> This is the last one. E40 uh, or Kick Cuddy. I just threw it in there. Uh, this is the last one. <laughs> I don't think he knows oh, who I'm either sorry. of those people are. E40 or Kid Cudi? I, I, I didn't hear that one. I'm sorry. Uh, E40 or Kid Cudi? getting to Cleveland E40 Steamer. from Oakland <laughs> or Kid Cudi from, from Cleveland? Ooh. Oh, damn. Good question. Uh, I'm going to go Kid Cudi. Yeah, yeah, good E40. answer. Me too. Hell yeah. Me Fuck too. Cleveland, but good answer. All right. Well done. Well done. That was good. <laughs> that was good. He didn't hear the last one. You're right. I should have said the last one. <laughs> I should have saved the Cleveland Steamer one for last. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so anybody who doesn't know what a Cleveland steamer is, a Cleveland steamer. <laughs> <laughs> we should just let that it is. Go Google that. Go, you know, <laughs> Urban Dictionary. For those who don't know, Google it. Google yeah. it will be your friend. Urban Dictionary, bro. All right, fellas, let's do this. Right before we get into Joel's segment of In Case You Missed It, how we wrap up every single uh, podcast here on Causeway Street. Let's get some predictions, guys. Who we got here, man? This is uh, this is a tough one for me, so I'm, I'm going to bite my tongue here and listen to what you guys have to say first. Uh, Dutra, who do you got here? What's your, what's your prediction here? How does this NBA Finals play out? Who wins? I don't know. Oh, really? Nah, I That's d- your answer. <laughs> <laughs> All I, right. I literally have no clue. I'm, you sounded really pro Golden State like uh, okay, about a so few minutes ago. I'll break it down. I'll break it down. I'll give you my reason. I know. I hear you, man. I'm going back and forth myself this entire week. So or ever when since I game watched seven. Cleveland, I so. First off, I'm going to preface this by saying I can't stand LeBron James. I'm going to root for the Warriors 100%. Okay? That, that, I want the Warriors to win. Okay. We're going to ask you who's, who you want to win. Right. Who's going to win. Hold it. What I'm trying <laughs> to say is that when I was watching the Eastern Conference playoffs, Cleveland really looked like, a, like the best team in the NBA, in the entire NBA. Kevin Love was knocking down threes. 
Kyrie Levin was Kyrie Love was eight. Uh, Kyrie Levin. <laughs> Kyrie Levin. <laughs> you put them together. Kyrie. <laughs> if they both start going off, uh, we're gonna call them that. Kyrie Levin. Kyrie Levin. Uh, Kyrie Irving was looking like like uh, an all star point guard. McLevin. <laughs> <laughs> I hear they added extra hops. <laughs> <laughs> Um, and uh, no, but seriously, they look like the best team in the NBA. Let, yeah. Let's just, uh, and they were rolling through everybody. And I said, you watch out for the Cavs if they make it to the finals, which they did. But then game six and game seven of that Western conference series, golden state before then looked like a team that was very vulnerable. That was very beatable. They looked tired. They looked tired. <laughs> it thought everything was catching up to them. And then all of a sudden game six and game seven of that series, they artists. just, they just turned it on to a whole new level. Which then made me think, man, the Warriors are back. That's why I think this finals, uh, this finals is gonna go down as one of the best, most competitive finals that I've that we've ever watched. And if I have to pick, it's going seven. I know it's going seven, and I think the Warriors are gonna win at seven, just because they got the home court advantage. Not that it means too much, but would I be surprised if Cleveland won in seven? No, I wouldn't. I really wouldn't. So I, I mean, I, I sound like a mad wishy washy on this. Yeah. Don't worry, I'm it gonna. It sounds like you're gonna. You, like regardless you're, of what happens, you're gonna say I told you so. That's no, what it sounds like. Sound like you're on the fence. How are your balls? <laughs> my, <laughs> it's in my balls. My balls. <laughs> I mean, you really want to know? It's uh, like they got a lot of hops in it. <laughs> <laughs> no, but all I'm saying is I'm going Golden State, and you know why I'm going Golden State? Draymond Green is gonna have a much better series than he had against the Thunder. Joel, who you got? I got Golden State in seven. But it's going to be a lot more competitive than a year ago. Mm. Um, Joel just picked Golden State, dude. I picked Golden State against OKC as well. I know. I'm really did, surprised. That was against OKC. It doesn't yeah, matter, you did, though. but you were kind of ruined for OKC. No, I, no. listen, listen. I said whoever won <laughs> no. game three was going to win that series. But, you know. OKC won game three. I understand that. But <laughs> let's. But I said it before. So, I feel like I said it afterwards. But, no, my, my point is, my point is um, I didn't expect OKC to play as well as they did for the first five games. Yeah. Put it like that. And they had a golden I, I opportunity. Almost, no pun like intended. Okay. But they had a golden opportunity to shock people and yeah. get rid of Golden State. And and I thought I, I thought OKC against Cleveland would have been a yes. much more entertaining series. I was just going to say that. Not only that, I think they have a better chance of knocking them off. Who? Oh, me. Cleveland? OKC. Cleveland, Cleveland? I think OKC has a better chance of knocking Cleveland off. Than oh, yeah, yeah. No, I thought OKC was going to be Cleveland what? too. If they, they just match up better, man. Yeah. They're bigs. That's just my opinion. No man, I I think oh, I don't know. Yeah, but go, go, <laughs> OKC would have gotten smoked by Cleveland. Honestly, mm. honestly though, the they last smoked the, by Cleveland. No, but honestly, OKC, I felt like they they choked more than Golden State playing like Golden State. Golden State really? did what they were supposed to do. They took up, they took advantage of opportunities that they were supposed to take advantage of. So that's great that they did what they did, but. I, don't know. I see what you're doing here, Joel. Yeah, because now Golden State's going to lose. I see what you're doing here, Yeah, Joel. Golden State's going to lose. You're like, that. oh, I always pick Golden State, but they they didn't win. Uh, Oklahoma City choked. They didn't do anything. They they choked. They didn't have to go through the Spurs. It's true, but they, they choked. Didn't OKC choke? You got all these excuses for you're, how, why Golden me, State wins, though. Me, no, you're telling me that OKC didn't choke. Come on, honestly. In Game 5, they choked. And Game 6, they choked, too. No, Game 6, they didn't choke. They were... You you were drunk then because they were winning the entire game until the last two minutes of that yeah, game. Yeah, but Joel, when, when Clay Thompson, Thompson drops 11 threes, threes like, you, you didn't. You don't. That's not choking. Listen, no, it's listen, not. That's the Warriors being the Warriors. OKC didn't didn't get rid of. The, they didn't lose their lead until two minutes in that game. Don't lie and say that we you watched about? it. Game six, we were at your house watching it. Yes, yeah. didn't lose what lead? 
OKC didn't they lose had the lead. lead. It was back and forth. Left. Yes, you're exactly no. right. They lost. No, they lost it in the fourth quarter. They lost yeah, it, it was in the back and forth. They were teetering. And no, but, not but in but the then fourth. Then Oklahoma City came back and they took the lead again. But then then Golden State had the big third quarter when when. But they never took the lead though until the middle of the fourth quarter. No, they took the lead. Maybe hey, it doesn't matter. I don't think the middle, but it wasn't the two minutes. My point is, did Oklahoma City choke or did Golden State come back? No, I think Golden State came back. No, Oklahoma City choked. Any team that's up three to one chokes. Cleveland, not I mean, if you're going up Clippers, against this team Clippers. that won 73 games in a regular season, man. You're not the, choking. They're a better team. But the Clippers, so the Clippers didn't choke last year when they were up three to one against Houston. No, because Houston wasn't yeah, well, they also that blew, much of they, a better and team. Plus they blew a 17 point lead going into the fourth quarter. They did against, choke against, against the Houston. Rockets. All right, the Clippers should beat Houston on paper. Houston, all right, all right. So the guy who was picking Clippers the last couple of years, anyways. OKC should have won, in my opinion. I picked Golden State to win, but that's fine. It's whatever. Golden State won. I mean, with a three-one lead, yeah, you should have won. But I don't think they. I don't know if you can say they choked because Golden State just they they took it to another level. I, I think uh, there was more. When Golden you say the word State, choke, it, it's more like yes. okay, let's say Golden State. I mean, let's say they had like a twenty-point lead on Golden State. Right. I mean, the biggest lead they had entire in both of those games was like thirteen. Yeah, the, you know, the, they never had still, a big lead. Still a double-digit lead though. Yeah, but going into what. Going going into the third quarter, I mean, if you have that, if you have that big of a margin going into like the last five minutes, yeah, okay, you choked, but Zach, I mean, Golden Zach, State, the, the OKC choke or the Golden State just took it. Uh, unfortunately, OKC choked that away. Wow, no, man, because because Golden State's just a better team. Like water finds its level. And that's fine, but in the five in five games, OKC outplayed Golden State. Yes or no? Right. So then they were supposed to win the series because they were up three to one after right. five games. But then, but then, like. It's not. It's not like OKC just let let their guard down and choked, and they weren't they in the choked, game. They choked because they 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 what they always do in the in, in the regular I think season. Okay, they, they coughed up the most leads and 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 in in all NBA. Quarter. Yeah, I know. And all but that's NBA. their mo. Okay, so then they choked. What's wrong with them choking? They didn't. I'm choke. not saying. I'm not giving it away. I'm not if taking it away from Golden State. I'm if, not saying. Oh, Golden State. Sucks because OKC choked it. You if they I mean? did it against Portland, well, we're that to... would be a choke job. If they did it against Houston, that would be a choke job. If they do it against a team that well, won 73 think, games well, I don't think necessarily because the team is really the best team in the okay. NBA because it's not like they played like shit. They played pretty well. It's just that they couldn't keep up with Golden State in the second half of those games. Golden State was but just draining in, threes. They were in right. there the whole entire game seven. I know. That's what I'm saying. It's so not then, like they were playing bad. They didn't choke. They just couldn't stop the unstoppable force no, that is Steph Curry and Clay Thompson. Seven. They choked in game five, and they choked in game six. I don't know, man. Those two games. I'm saying the whole series. We'll they agree to disagree. We always end up doing this. It but, could be you know, like but literally but, days. You know, it, my original answer to the, to the Warriors against Cleveland, Warriors are going to win. Oh, that's what we were talking about? Yeah. <laughs> Warriors are going to win, but I say it's going to win. They're going to win in seven. Okay, Zach, what's going to happen here? I think it's a matter of really three main things for me going into this finals. I think one is going to be Draymond Green. If he can't play like he did last finals, and he can't be uh, the player that we saw throughout the regular season, I think that's going to be a huge issue for Golden State. Um, I think if Cleveland is relying on the three going into this finals, I think that's going to be a major issue as well because I don't think Cleveland is going to be able to shoot it as well. Um, I just have a hunch that I think this team's going to have to be able to get inside, and I think, as Sean was saying earlier, I'm speaking out of both sides of my mouth now, but <laughs> I think LeBron's, LeBron's going to have to be able to get to the rim, and I think that's going to have to be a huge part of that team's offense, and if they're not able to get to the rim, I think the three-pointer is not as um, – 
it's it's not as natural for them, I guess, would be the best way of putting it, than what you get from Golden State, where that team is built from the outside going in. And I think that that is just a, in their DNA as a team. So I think Golden State's a better shooting team. And if it gets into this type of track meet where you're shooting from the outside, they have a huge edge there. Uh, and then lastly, LeBron, can, can the pressure of Cleveland, you know, finally be lifted from his shoulders? Can he get through this thing and, and be the player that we saw last finals, but also incorporate the guys around him that he has additionally to what he has this year with, uh, with Love, with Kyrie and Channing Fry and all that. Ultimately, I'm going Warriors in seven. Uh, yeah, that's a good, that's a good prediction there. What Seems about like you, everyone's going wow. Warriors in seven. What about you, Swayze? You, you know, you've heard all our predictions now. Pony up. Oh, man. I think he's going to pick Cleveland. No, he's not. I don't know, man. Dude, I've been driving myself. I've literally gotten headaches thinking thinking about this the last few days. I told myself to make a decision before we did this podcast, and I, I'm I'm torn here, fellas. All right. So that's Causeway Street Podcast. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. I mean, right, I dude, want- we'll, no, we got, we, we'll wait. No, you're not going to wait. No, we'll wait, dude. No, Go ahead. You're doing Go. that thing where if I say, okay, we'll wait, then you're going to be like, you're seriously not going to say it. You know, like, this is what Ducha does. It's, Ducha. Called, it's called sarcasm, man. Yeah, I know what you're doing. I'm just trying to make a decision here. All right. Um, this, is, this is what it's like to go out to eat with Sway. <laughs> Come on. Are you going to make it personal? The waitress <laughs> comes by like eight times, and he's like, oh, yeah. Still looking. <laughs> then, he, then he continues talking. He forgets. And then, then, then they come back. And, and like, then the oh, waitress come back. I'm like, fuck. Didn't even look. <laughs> the menu's again. been down the whole time. Yeah. <laughs> waitress like, I hate this guy already. We Wars don't in even seven. serve booze here. Wars in seven. Should Wars we, in seven. You sure? Should Wars come, in seven. Should we come back? In the, Wars in seven. Because I think the reason why they struggled, as I said earlier briefly, the reason why they struggled against OKC was their bigs. I don't see the defensive bigs from the from, uh, out of the Cavs becoming a factor in this in this series. I don't. I think Tristan Thompson's going to have glimpse, glimpses of, you know, pulling down 13, 14 rebounds, which I think is huge for them. It's going to create second-chance opportunities. That's a big reason why I think Oklahoma City got their second-chance opportunities because they're bigs, grabbing, grabbing boards, and, and creating those opportunities for them, which drives the, drives the Warriors nuts. And if you ever want to slow down, one of the best things to slow down the Warriors is, is to get second-chance opportunities. It completely slows them down. With that being said, um, Kevin Love, I think – He's he's really important for them, and I I'm not sure if he can rise to the occasion here because if you look at the last series, Kevin Love, aside from that game, that that series clinching game, I mean he he really didn't show up as much as he did in the first two series, especially in Toronto. But, especially in Toronto, but, yeah. And if you can't get it done in a city like Toronto, I mean, how are you going to do when you go to the to 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 Golden State? I mean, to, to Oakland, Oracle, to when Oakland. You, when you walk into that Oracle, man, it is a crazy environment. It is hostile. It is. And it's the biggest stage of his career. He's never been there before. He's, you know, hasn't proven himself as someone that's, you know, a playoff, quote unquote, playoff warrior, so to speak. So I think that's going to play a part in this series. I really do. Plus, I think Iguodala is is going to have another big series, man. He's been turning it on of late. Yeah, Iguodala is like, dude, it's like he's he's itching. I mean, he had a lot of big plays throughout those uh, last two wins in, in, in game six and seven. Game six, he was vital. And one thing I loved about what Steve Kerr did in that game seven was was give a few minutes to Vergeau and and uh, and Barboza. I mean, I don't, I'm not saying Barbosa is going to have like an amazing series, but I think it's very important to to, to have uh, that to, depth to, to have that depth and to most importantly pace Curry. You want to give Livingston his minutes. You want to give 
Barboza in his minutes. And these are guys that can give you good minutes, you know, yeah. which is something that I don't think Cleveland has. Cleveland's a strict, a strictly a seven-man rotation. They don't have a deep bench. I yeah. think the depth can play a part in this series well, they do, if but they, they play the card they right. They choose not to use it. They choose not to use it, right. Yeah. I mean, I'm— It's a big test for— uh, for our old friend Lou. I'm surprised they haven't unleashed Mo Williams a little bit just to get some uh, three-point shooting. I mean, just to I'm add saying, more man. into the arsenal. Maybe we see that. <laughs> who knows? They got James this Jones still sitting on the bench, man. That's true. Yeah, that's true. But, no, you know, someone like Mo Williams who, who's been there before. Who's but compared to, a year, compared, to a, but compared to a year ago. <laughs> you serious. But compared to a year ago, like their, their supporting cast of last year consisted of Sean Marion, Mike Miller. The Matrix. The Matrix, thank you. Um... <laughs> Who else? Mike Miller, dude. That's it. Mr. No Knees Mozgov. Mozgov. Timothy Mozgov. But, some, but sometimes Mozgov would start and it was just like and that Thompson back and did, forth. Right. Well, yeah. Oh, and so, another too. They, they, he started uh, Iguodala in the series. That's in, what I'm in saying. Game seven. That was, that was a I good think, idea. I think you're going to see. I think you're going to see Iguodala starting in the finals because it's almost like, it, it, for me, it seems like they've been just saving Iguodala. Like, they're like, don't worry. Just wait till the finals. You could be MVP again. Like, you. Because, <laughs> no, what, what he does is he shuts down LeBron. Yeah. That, that's his whole – the whole reason why they kept him around, the whole reason why he won the finals MVP last year is because he plays really well when he's at that big defensive matchup. So he goes right. up against LeBron, tries to shut him down. We'll see what happens. But even though there's the two biggest superstars in the NBA with Steph Curry and LeBron James, this series is going to come down to, I think, a couple of role players in Igudala, And I think you're going to see a big impact from Tristan Thompson in this series. Just with his offensive rebounding, because we saw firsthand how much that can kill a team, especially a weak rebounding team like uh, Golden State. We got to watch for uh, Draymond's uh, left kicks in this series. Hey, left hey, kick it to was, the he nuts. did it. He did it by mistake. He did it by well. If three times in a row, okay. if you're gonna give Pelly half a mil, he'll take one. He'll take one for the team. He'll take one for the for his future family. Hopefully, he still has them. Hey, my boy Zach, I appreciate you stopping by, man. It's always a pleasure, man. We're gonna get you on here a lot more often because. He's he's just a man, man. And, and vice is, and vice versa. You know, you Zach want to talk is, Celtics on your on your show. Have a yeah, man, we got to mix in some more basketball talk on that show, man. So always, we're always willing to go over there and slap some dudes around, talk some basketball. Absolutely, guys. I need more and more Causeway Street in my life because uh, <laughs> <laughs> I love me some JP, but uh, unfortunately, we seem to run a little bit dry when it comes to uh, to Celtics talk. And Lord knows, it's been uh, just as much action since the end of the season. Um, ever since going into this summer, there's a lot going on. There's a lot mm. coming. Shit, there's a lot of uh, Red Sox talk to, to to discuss too, man. That'd be fun. So I, I'd love to go over there and talk some baseball as well because these guys are balling right now. Mookie. They're doing their thing right now. Mookie, yep. All right, Zach, where can they find you on Twitter? Uh, at OTW Sports Radio, if you want to get a hold of the show. That's probably our most active account. Um, actually, we had a great conversation today about the, uh, the Red Sox and – um, there's there are three rising stars with JBJ, Mookie Betts, Xander Bogarts. If they had Stunts. to deal one of those guys and they want to go get themselves a pitcher, who would you be willing to move? So on and so forth. And then if Neither. you want to hit me personally, yeah, yeah none uh, of which. Um, but if you want to hit me up uh, individually, just uh, hit me up at ZapSports508. And uh, yeah, always active. Always down for them Cleveland steamers, my boy Zach. <laughs> <laughs> All right, man. We'll talk to you soon. Catch him on uh, Off the Wagon Sports Radio, right? That's uh, that's the, the your your show weekly. Yep. 
Oh, perfect. And they do a live show, so you guys can tune in uh, at 7. You guys still switch that up? Uh, yeah, it'll probably be around 7, maybe 7.30. 7.30. So it'll be today, Thursday. Tonight, right, on the because show. Because it's always Thursday. <laughs> <laughs> we always seem to mess that up. All right, Zach. Right before the finals. We appreciate it, man. We'll uh, keep in touch, and we'll talk We'll talk basketball with you soon, man. Sounds good. Thanks for having me, guys. Steamer. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, that was great. Bro, what did we miss before we get out of here? Ooh, this is a long show. Yeah, it sure is. I'm like 27. Hey, uh, in case you missed it, talking about uh, Cleveland, former Cleveland coach David Blatt. It's oh, close. Who's hiring him? It's close to uh, completing <laughs> David. He's close to reaching a deal with a Turkish team. Oh. oh. <laughs> you had me there. <laughs> I was waiting. You <laughs> <laughs> This fucking guy. <laughs> no, because he was getting interviewed for what was it? The Houston job? No, it was the Sacramento, Sacramento job, job, New York. It was a, it was a couple Damn, of squads. He couldn't get in any of those jobs. Damn. Yeah, the Knicks preferred to go with Jeff Hornacek over. When uh, LeBron tells you no, man, in the NBA, <laughs> get blackballed. Apparently, blackballed. Yeah, he's, he's making dumb. calls. Left he's going to uh, hire him. Yeah, Patrick Ewing has a better chance of getting a job. I hope so, man. Damn, poor Patrick, man. Ooh, he's know. just getting these uh, these interviews, but nothing happens. Yeah, you know, Patrick's about to open up an expansion team. But like, you know what? <laughs> you know my you, team. You know, you know, you know what cost him these jobs? This I is put, called I put the all my Patrick life savings in this. Ewings. No, but you know, don't you know what cost him? It's the these, Jamaican Ewings. <laughs> you know what cost him the job? The, all these jobs that he's interviewing for that finger roll, man. If he had made that finger roll ah, in Game Seven, on. oof. Must just heard a rap line from that. What else we miss? Uh, in case you missed it, uh, Darren Collison of the uh, Sacramento Kings yeah, what's up was with arrested on Monday to a domestic violence charge. Ugh, Isn't that one. rough? Jesus. What was that about? The team has been made aware of the situation. Who knows what's going to happen? Probably get suspended. Mm. I mean, out of everyone on the team, I thought he would be the one to be out of the news. Nah, man. He's probably compared the, cra- to, he's probably the craziest. His teammates. He's probably the craziest. Have you ever seen that dude's face? He, mm. He's like, guys. got crazy eyes. Yeah, mm. I guess. What else we missed? All right. On a lighter note, in case you missed it, uh, <laughs> Craig Sager threw out the first pitch at uh, last night's Cubs-Dodgers game. Oh, it was part man. of the uh, Conquer Cancer Day. Yeah, you're just full of positive news. Yeah. Anything else that we got to joke about? or Huh? What? <laughs> what? <laughs> No, nah, I mean, <laughs> no, nah, that's good for him, man. Nah, man, that's Sager, good. Jesus, man, man, like, you know, it, 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 that's some sad shit. It just sucks because now TNT is done, you know, so it's yeah. like you can't. They got to sort of wait, like I don't know, man. I, yeah. I, I hope it's sad, but man, I thought it was like a you know kind of a great story. I feel like throughout the first pitch, yeah, no, it's good. Oh, it's a little yeah, sad, though. Make me feel bad. It's all sad, man. I mean, no well, one. Well, I guess to... in case you missed it, Celtics news. Yeah, <laughs> Brad Stevens and David and uh, David, wow, and uh, Danny Age. Got contract extensions. I don't know if I can even be happy about that after the whole Sager thing, man. <laughs> well deserved. Well deserved. No, man, that, no, the, that's the term, huge. Term, though. Terms weren't disclosed, but yeah, I forgot to bring that up with Pelly because Pelly was one of the guys for a while saying that they need to extend mm-hmm. Brad Stevens' contract, even though he was on for three more seasons. But yeah, that's good. Good for good for uh, Brad and good for the future. Of the well, we have no clue how long he's been extended for. No, we don't. <laughs> Neither do we know about Danny Age. We don't even know how many years Danny Age had left before this extension. Mm-hmm. But we did know that uh I think it's a good Stevens time for free agents, though. Just to see, like, everything here is going to be stable as fuck. If I had to guess for Brad Stevens, probably another three more years, so six years total, maybe. Mm. Yeah, another, and, and, and Danny Ainge probably got about six years. He's probably been, he's been for, wait, what, 14 years well, now? Well, word mm-hmm. on the street today was that Danny Ainge's contract was coming up. That's why they made this decision. And I'm sure that... It was coming up, yeah. That's what that's what um, sh- one sh- of the owners said yeah, and during sh- the press conference. I'm sure that... I'm sure the conversation was like, well, I'll stay if Brad stays. And then they're like, well, okay, well, we can lock Brad up for a couple more years too. And it just sort of happened yeah, like that. I, 
according to the to the press conference, I, I watched a little bit of it. They took like 15 minutes to negotiate Ainge's extension, and Ainge simply was just like, "If you guys want me here, I'm 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 here until you guys don't want me here anymore." So mm. that's pretty 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 solid negotiations. And yeah. then the, and then the next thing they focused on was extending Brad right away. There we go. So, and the next thing I'm going to focus on is getting Kevin Durant on the team. So there we go. <laughs> I love I love how a reporter asked. Also, oh, what's it? What are the terms? And they was like, I'm not answering that question. Danny Ainge is just like, I'm not talking about that. Tell us how much money you make, asshole. He's like, we Mormons don't discuss salaries. <laughs> I also <Jeez>. don't. <laughs> I also <laughs> I don't, don't finish that. No. <laughs> 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 All right, guys, check us out, of course, as always, on CausewayStreetBlog.com. We'll be pumping out some content. Pumping guys, it out. So you got a piece out right on there? Yes, yes. We uh, got into it with uh, Pelly. We talked about the uh, possible scenarios of what could bring Kevin Durant to Boston. I think that's the best one the Celtics could do, that that's a realistic possibility, and, that, and that's pulling in those two guys that we that we mentioned. All right, look for, look for so my piece, out. the opposite of the spectrum, how Kevin Durant will not be in Celtics screen at least not this offseason. Yes, Joel, Joel Felger uh, Pavone. Oh, my God. How dare you compare me to that motherfucker? Mr. Negative Nancy over oh here. Oh, my goodness. No. And I'm, I'm no. working on a piece that's basically just taking a gigantic dump all over LeBron James' legacy. So I'm working on that. All right. So there you go, guys. got plenty to all read. Right. Check <laughs> us out. And, uh, of course, we'll keep you up to date with uh, all the uh, breaking Celtics news. And uh, we'll keep you up to date with this NBA Finals. It's going to be uh, – a Classic, as Ducha said, and I, 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 I can't agree wait. with him. I got to agree with him. Shout out to our boys out west. Yes, sir. What's going on, guys? They yes. put they put a Kevin Durant piece up there too. They sure did. They put a Kevin Durant piece up. They got um, they tagged us in saying that they we're not the only ones that know about NBA and they know their stuff. Over hey, there. fellas, well, I want to hear. I want to see a, uh, a Chance the Rapper review on that. On that, they, I want to see an album review. They've already they've already done that. They did. Yeah, they did. It was good. <laughs> Way to stay up with the time, Sway. I mean, those guys got new stuff every day, so I must—I must have missed it that day. They're yes, damn, that's them. They're good. Where can we find them on uh, Twitter? Into the open field. Not that I would ever check my phone before I say that, but uh, <laughs> into the open field dot com is where their blog is at. So this is this is this, is, this is your only job at the end of these episodes just to shout them out. Well, dude, I'm you know all amped up about the finals. I can't I can't stop. <laughs> Kevin Durant's coming to the Celtics. My mind's spinning, bro. Uh, and a quick shout-out to our, our boy uh, Bill Neville over at New Age Insiders. If you're a big wrestling fan, check them out on Twitter. They always shout us out, and I feel bad because, you we know. We never shout them we out. We never shout them out. But they, <laughs> I, I, I listen to their podcast. I don't even like wrestling, but yeah. I like listening to them yeah, those dudes talk about wrestling talking. because it sounds real when they talk yeah, about no, it. They legit but then when I watch shit. it, I know it's fake, so I'm like, wow, oh, this. No, but they, this. They, know, they know their shit. They, they know their, they know their yeah. stuff, and I want to – I wouldn't mind having him on sometime, man. We'll get a little bit of a oh, know, okay, a little cross. I like that. A little cross. Yeah, we should set that up. Being a lookout, idea. you know, after like after the finals, hell yeah, yeah. All right, we'll set that up. Done deal. In the meantime, guys, until the next episode, gold dust. We'll see what happens. We'll uh, have another episode in, in, throughout this NBA Finals matchup. Enjoy the NBA Finals tonight. It's going to be a classic. Yes, Cavs, Warriors, legacies on the line for both sides here. We'll see what happens later. <laughs> <laughs>